sound means when you hear that sound it means live from the roller derby rink at the hard rock hotel and casino in area 51 welcome to another edition of sci-fi saturday night i am the dome joining me tonight from the four color vault of comics in manchester new hampshire illustrator x and the dead redhead praise bob let there be slack good evening everyone uh yeah can you keep him under control a little bit tonight dead redhead We'll try, we'll try. Okay, from the Alston Brighton Hellmouth in Boston, welcome, Kriana. Yo. And <laughs> that proves she has street cred. <laughs> All my homies in the house. <laughs> oh, great, whatever. Yeah, which is Mal and Lyra, evidently. Yeah, he's, he's asleep. Okay, um... In our second half hour tonight, we are planning on having Robin Sloan, uh, who wrote the book Annabelle Scheme, and we're going to talk a little about, or a little bit about his book, how it came to be, and what it is he does. All that and more as we go through a week in science fiction here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I'd like to start off tonight's show talking about uh, some things coming up. Uh, on May 8th, we're going to have our Robert Heinlein retrospective special featuring Spider Robinson. And uh, right after that show goes up live, there are going to be a number of auctions coming up on eBay to pay for the uh, to help pay for the uh, Gene Robinson Fund. As we know, uh, Gene is uh, currently battling cancer and our hopes and prayers are with her every waking moment. And all of that is going to happen after our show on May 8th. Now, Illustrator X, what's happening on May 29th? Well, before May 29th comes Ooh. April 5th. And April 5th, there's a couple of birthdays I just want to give a shout out to. Oh, Lord, here we uh, go. First time, <laughs> the first one is, is our own, our very own and well-beloved Dome. The Dome, Dome, how old are you going to be? <laughs> 21 for the 54th time. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Absolutely. And also on May 5th will be Illustrator X's dad's birthday. So, uh, Dad, if you're listening, Mom, if you're listening, go wake him up. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday this Monday, Dad. I'll see you tomorrow for Easter. Oh, my. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, after that, we'll be on May 29th. We will be doing another tribute. Uh, author tributes, are, are, we're getting amazing feedback from our listeners. Thank you very much. They loved the <laughs> Philip K. Dick one. They're going to love the Heinlein one. And of course, they're going to love our Fritz Leiber tribute show, uh, in which the, our own dead redhead will be discussing how she knew the author personally. 
and it can finally be announced. Our special guest will be Harlan Ellison. Duck! Not any Harlan Ellison, Harlan freaking Ellison. Harlan freaking Ellison. That freaking was previously reserved for Ben freaking Bova. That's true. I had a very, I had the very great pleasure of talking to him uh, this past weekend to confirm the date, and uh, you know, <laughs> wow! If if uh, if that was a taste of the interview we're gonna have, man, <laughs> I hope we can talk about Fritz during that show because <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's gonna be a little difficult, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but you know, every word coming out of his mouth is a treasure. It was, you know, just. I, it was a very surreal experience to have the guy who wrote City on the Edge of Forever tell me I'm missing out in life because I've never seen The Wiz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because Aww. I could have sworn when you related that to me, it said because you'd never taken a Wiz. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Enough, enough. Jeez. <laughs> right. <Reading> again. <laughs> uh, and don't forget. I start. Yeah, and don't forget that on May 23rd, uh, GraniteCon Manchester. Uh, Wow, have we got something special for you there. Browncoat's Redemption is making its only New England appearance prior to the opening of their movie. Their only New England appearance. That's spelled O-N-L-Y, capital O, capital N, capital L, capital Y. Capital X Glafrican Mation Point. Yeah, that's you. Uh. <clears throat> and let's, hey, if we're doing birthdays, we also have to know that May 18th is Illustrator X's birthday. Uh-huh. That's a month and a half away. Don't have oh, yeah, we'll we have plenty still, of time to screw with him about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think from now until that show, we should just keep, you know, bothering him about it because he's so incredibly old now. <laughs> yeah, how old is he going to be anyway? Get off my lawn. Where are <laughs> my trousers? <laughs> nice. That is, in fact, the issue. Where are your trousers? But no, I think they're with my teeth. I'm pretty sure you're right. No, but, uh, no, I mean, we've got, uh, we do have a packed schedule coming up. We were just saying before the show started that, I mean, uh, we are booked through the end of May. I mean, we have a guest or a special every single episode for two months out. And it is, we're just, we're still getting, it, we're booking this far in advance. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, we're having fun, too. I mean, the oh, cool yeah. thing is, is we're getting people we want to talk to and, and doing things we want to do, which makes it even cooler. For example, who would have known that Harlan Ellison and I were actually related? We may, in fact, be, and we'll find that out live during our show. <laughs> well, no one said that. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you may be, sweetie. I know. Yeah. So anyhow, let's get to some of this week's news. What do you think? Oh, there's plenty of it. Why not? You know, okay, what's, uh, you know what's not in the news? What's not in the news? Smallville. Thank God. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but let's make that our lead story. Smallville, Smallville still sucks. There we go. It yes. goes back to being horrible again. Yes, it was underwhelming as usual. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. There was wooden acting, horrible dialogue. Um, in other words, probable. It, it was kind of like a DC comic. Oh, in you know, words, you know, whenever a series has an episode like that, we should just say they've smallville. <laughs> smallville. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, it was love boated. Now it's smallville. Now it's smallville. I, I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. Hey, I want to talk about a new uh, independent film. All right. It's called uh, Beyond the Iron Sky. All right. Uh, and there will be links up uh, for this uh, when we post the podcast. Will there? Really? There will. Oh, there will. okay. But uh, it's based on an alternate history in that at the end of World War II, the Nazis had invented UFOs. And left Germany and flew to the moon. Wow. And, Are and you col- saying they didn't? And colonized the dark side of the moon. And in 2016, they returned. Bum, bum, bum. Dun. Yeah. That sounds like a B-movie at best. Uh, you know, well, I, I, I got to tell you, it, it, the, the clips that, that are on their website... I'm much better than Plan 9 from Outer Space. Well, I mean, well, I mean that's, that's okay. almost as far as a reach as the Mayan calendar ends in 2012. <laughs> yeah, see, they're going to show up and, it'll, you know, the Earth will already be destroyed. Yeah, so. <laughs> they're four years too late. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Nazi UFOs. Now, Nazi zombies is a subgenre of its own, but now Nazi yep. UFOs, that's Tell good. Nazi UFOs. It has to be better than Dead Snow. I was not happy with Dead Snow. Why not? I thought that... It I, left I, you cold? It did leave me cold. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Oh. I just, I didn't oh. think there was enough there. You were soured on those more. krauts? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, I've been reading Spider Robinson getting ready for his show. <laughs> You know, they said that's one of the worst things in the world that you can be is, is an itinerant punster. <laughs> that goes out for one of our it's listeners almost, named Tracy Johnson. <laughs> it's almost as worse as being a sci-fi blog host. Please hang up and try again. Evidently, yeah. Clearly it is. <laughs> We, we've got. We have a, a blog. Of, we have a podcast. We have yeah, a blog cast. This is live. We tweet. We. Uh, we Twitter. We Twitter. We tweet. God. I don't know. I Twitter. I don't know about you. God. Cretans. No Twitterers. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> after Nazi UFOs comes what else? The new Doctor Who. Yay. Okay. Yay. All right. All right, here's... Was that supersonic? Let me do it lower. Yay! (laughs) There's an interesting little blog called Blogder Who. (laughs) I thought that was actually one of your puns when I was looking at the wave for this show. No, it actually isn't. It's it's an actual blog. I was going to yell at you, and then I realized it was actually the site. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Sorry about that. uh, That's okay. Um, You know, it's, it's got... Some interesting pictures of it, uh, you know, for episode five. Uh, some pictures of Matt Smith and Karen Gillan. She's uh, a cutie pie, isn't she? I don't know. She's I don't a know. sweetie bunch. I don't know. Well, let's just see how she's she is. She's squeezable, though. okay? 
And, uh, wow. <laughs> Doctor and the Charmin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that inappropriate? <laughs> Oops. Hey, she's got to be better than Perry. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, speaking of squeezable companions, uh, the sixth doctor had a very squeezable one named Perry, but she was the worst uh, companion ever. The woman could do nothing but scream. Uh, but, ah, but you know what? The joke's on her because they married her off on the series to Brian Blessed of all Woo-hoo! characters. She got true, what she true, true. But uh, I am very excited for the new Doctor Who. I cannot wait. Oh. It is exciting. Uh, April 17th is when it debuts here in the U.S., right? But when does it debut in England? Tonight. Then I will have it tomorrow. <laughs> Max, it's, it's completely legal aired. means. It, it must have already aired. Yeah, actually, it probably has already. Completely legal means. But we, we will be able to review it next week. Won't we? Don't give any spoilers. Of course we'll give spoilers. Bad, bad, bad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I can give some spoilers now if you'd like. I would uh, not. I mean, you know, Sir? we have... Yeah. Sarah, don't make me filibuster, <laughs> for I shall... <laughs> wow. How old are you? Old enough to have a, an encyclopedic knowledge of DC's Silver Age, and I will relate it. Get I'm so smart. Don't, this hour. don't get him started, please, I will, guys. Don't. I will he talk will. about the Space Canine Patrol Agency. Please don't let him talk about the Space Canine Patrol Agency. <laughs> Featuring characters like Hot Dog so tonight, and Husky Husky. Tonight, uh, the, the title of the episode is The Eleventh Hour. Oh. Uh, <laughs> keep going, and I'll just, you know, keep doing it here. So, Can we move on to the April, April Fool's? <laughs> April Fools. Yes, uh, we had some really good April Fools stuff in uh, the world of sci-fi. Now, my favorite one, which it, it completely took me by surprise, I, I it was gorgeous too. It showed up all over the internet. Yep, I fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker is Alan Moore's new League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is going to be for 1988, and I'm thinking to myself, "Hey, this is exactly when the last League book came out last year." Oh my God! You're right. It's time. And what I am going to read this description. <laughs> when war hero turned handyman, Mr. Miyagi is found drained of blood. It becomes <laughs> clear that the gang known as the Lost Boys are targeting targeting the only individuals that can stop them from a complete takeover of America. It's the perfect case for the League, except that their government contact. Oscar Goldman expanded <laughs> the team in 79 after they defeated Mr. Han's Army of the Dead. Perfect. Now, disgraced scientist Emmett Brown of Back to the Future has to put together a new team to combat the growing threat of the Lost Boys and their leader, Vampire Kingpin Tony Montana. Woo-hoo. We have transportation specialist Jack Burton. Ex a team member B.A. Baracus, tech wizard MacGyver, and the mysteriously powerful femme fatale known only as Lisa. If oh, you baby know, Lisa. Weird science, Lisa. man. Oh, the pictures were so good, too. Oh, my God. so good. Now, the only thing I don't... What is Mr... Who is Mr. Han? That's the only one I don't know. 
know. There's a takeout place called Mr. Hans, but I don't <laughs> How think are they? that was it. <laughs> But I mean, I was just so disappointed. Like, oh, it's not real, <laughs> man. But uh, oh my god, my hats are off to the group that did this one. That that was hands down my favorite uh, April Fool's Day uh, news item of this past week. Well, my my favorite had to be uh, Think Geek, which in past years has done the uh, Tauntaun sleeping bag. Mm. And- and then turned it into an actual product after it being a uh, an April Fool's joke. This year, I'm not so sure they could do it. Uh, this year, it was canned unicorn meat. Oh, well, they always yeah, have I- several, though. And some of them could actually be real products. And they were actually taking a poll as to which one of them you would like to see as a real product. I know, I, I, and I voted. <laughs> I, I voted, too. But I voted can, too, but can, unicorn meat was your favorite. Canned unicorn meat was mine. Unicorns, as we all know, frolic all over the world, pooping rainbows and marshmallows wherever they go. Which Charlie! You didn't know, Don't Charlie! What you didn't know is that unicorns, it's the end of their Sean. life. But, I hate those stupid unicorns. <laughs> it's a magical land paradigm. <laughs> <laughs> The sisters at Radiant Farms dedicated their lives to nursing these elegant creatures through their final days and taking a cue from the Kobe beef industry. They massage each unicorn's coat with Guinness daily and fatten them on a diet composed entirely of candy corn. The meat becomes fatty and marbled, and the living bone in the horn loses density in the process, much like osteoporosis. The horn's outer layer of keratin begins to develop a flavor very similar to candied almonds, blending the crushed unicorn horn into the meat adds delightful, crispy flavor notes to each bite. We're confident you'll find a world of bewilderment in every mouthful of scrumptious unicorn meat. They're strong (laughs) on so many levels. Oh my God, I just thought of something. You realize everyone who works at that slaughterhouse would have to be a virgin? That's very true. <laughs> well, that's why they're nuns, sweetie. <laughs> yes, it's, it's not yet approved by the USDA or FDA, but the nuns have eaten it for centuries, and they're all healthy as horses, according to the ad. <laughs> <laughs> My oh. favorite Think Geek this year was the My First Bacon plushie. Oh, God, that was hilarious. My first bacon plushie? Yes. Yes. Why? It will delight your little ones. It has mm. giant eyes. If you squeeze him, he says, I'm bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bacon. He has a mechanical animated mouth, velveteen pork flesh, and super soft fleece fat. Okay, that is so wrong. It has an, a mechanical animated mouth, and if you squeeze it, it says, I'm, I'm bacon. bacon. Why do I just see the wrong element buying this? <laughs> For all the wrong reasons. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Our listeners must now stay 100 yards away from all playgrounds and schoolyards. <laughs> Google UK had what I think may have been the best one of all. Google that? Google America went Topeka for the day because Topeka became Google for the day. Right. Yeah. But Go- Topeka came Google for like a month or something. Did they for that long? Wow. Nobody noticed. 
Yeah, actually, actually, uh, the signs are up all over Topeka, and it's uh, garnering some some interesting whatever. I'm sorry. Did I say interesting whatever? Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, that's exactly what I meant. Uh, <laughs> but Google UK had a new Google application called Google Translate for Animals. Hmm. That is optimized for the Android phone. So you go to the Android market and download the app. And once the app is installed, touch the Translate for Animals app icon, put it in front of an animal, have the animal talk into it, and then touch the Translate button to learn what it is the animal actually says. <laughs> Feed me. Clean my litter box. Uh, I hate was you. The time all good come to the end of their party. It's it's just, but the the thing that makes it work, yeah, is that the page looks like every other Google page of how to use one of their apps, <laughs> and it's so good. It says, "Note: It is not Google's responsibility if you're offended or disappointed by what your chosen animal may say." Also, <laughs> also, please note: We do not guarantee stimulating conversation. <laughs> Pro tip: Oh my god! Wait, it gets better. Pro tip: As a general rule, the higher up the food chain an animal is, the better a communicator it will be. So, if you're after quick-witted banter, it's best to select cats and dogs rather than rabbits, hamsters, and guinea pigs. <laughs> wow. wow. I wonder if it could translate a fish. <laughs> Do herbivores and om- dream of Google animals? <laughs> herbivores and omnivores are not known for their linguistic ability, although it has been discovered that tortoises have expansive general knowledge. <laughs> I bet they do. I'm sure they're great historians. Good Lord. I remember 200 years ago, that rock was over there. (laughs) In Northampton. Sorry. (laughs) Yes, it's non-sequitur theater time. Evidently. (laughs) Uh, It's been one of those weeks, I I guess. It's going to continue. What is about Nicolas Cage? What about oh. Nicolas Cage? Thank God he was never Superman. Yes, but yeah. he sounds like he might do Mickey Mouse. What? No, he's not doing Mickey Mouse. He's doing The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Why? Nicolas Cage plays Balthazar Blake, a master sorcerer in modern-day Manhattan, trying to defend the city from his arch enemy. And he can't do it alone, so he recruits David Studler, who is Jay Baruchel, an average guy who demonstrates hidden potential as his protege, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's not a tired plot. <laughs> now, it's all. never, ever been done before, has it? No. Oh, my. You know, I think this gonna... showcases the inventiveness that Hollywood is now embracing. God, there's yeah. no anymore. I swear to God, that's why. that's why everything right now is coming down to independent films. It really is. Maybe the sorcerers will sparkle. You know, I saw... <laughs> oh, that's great, yeah. I mean, I saw, like, uh, there was a picture up yesterday or today for the new Freddy Krueger. It's like, finally, the new picture is released! And I'm like, it looks like Robert Englund. Finally? 
to tell you something else about these these young folk who read that before mentioned a vampire series. It's not a vampire series, please. No, it's not a vampire series. It calls itself one. We were at Wally World today. I I took my mother. I took my mother to Wally World today because she wanted to go. Do you know that you can get like books? They have this thing that looks like a book carrier that has books in it from the school where those teenagers go to school. Oh, sweet Jesus. So you could buy books to make it look like you go to the high school where they went to high school. Ouch. Like a book carrier with no books in it. Now, I... Ouch. Holy crap, that is scary. Yeah. So, what else is going on? Uh-oh. Babies. We lost them. Do we... Oh, I was wondering why they got so quiet. They got so quiet all of a sudden. So while we go get them back online, uh, let's talk about a few other things that are going on. Uh, Well, flash forward. Why? Oh, it's, you know, since they, uh, they rebooted it three weeks ago, the acting has been phenomenal, the scripts have been wonderful, and the numbers have sucked. And I can't figure out for the life of me why. Uh, you know why? It's all no. it's all because of human target. Is it really? Can we really blame it on human target at this I, point? I think we can because, like, they they look the same. You know, you know, shows of certain genres they look similar enough. They get associated, and since human target is sucking so bad, any show that kind of comes within the realm of human target right now is being shunned. That's my thing. That, that's really too bad. Because given a chance, this show could be really, really good. But I, I, I'm really afraid it's not going to make it until next year. Well, we shall see. Yeah, uh, you want to see if you can get Illustrator X back? Because he I'm keeps pinging me. There I'm we trying. go. <laughs> X? Hello. All right, gotcha. Hey, we were just talking about Flash Forward. And how ant it is. Wow. We just, we just time warped to the future. <laughs> how long have we been gone? Eight hours. Eight hours? I bring greetings from the past. <laughs> how are things in the past, X? Well, uh, I was winning all sorts of arguments with my co-hosts, and uh, we all agreed that uh, Smallville is the best show of all time. Okay, then clearly the medication isn't working either. <laughs> yeah. you know, he was in a fantasy world. <laughs> uh, so flash forward, you say. I just can't figure out why a show that is actually that well written and looks that good and has some really decent acting to it is getting such shitty numbers. Oh, you mean like Star Trek or you mean pushing The Prisoner? Da- pushing Daisies? Twin Peaks? Yeah, uh, I guess. Freaks and Geeks, I, Freaky Links, uh, I really Invader guess that's Zim. What down to, yeah. Oh, Invader Zim. Oh, Invader Zim. Tacos! Yeah. No, it just, it, once again, it's going to be one of those things where 20 years from now, everyone's going to be like, wow, Flash Forward was great. Why didn't we all watch it? It's like, because you had too many reality shows to watch. <laughs> Boy. Hey, those are, no. 
No, don't even go there. All I'm Not saying is, don't, don't do it, thank God Chuck Lorre gets the numbers for Big Bang Theory. I know. I love that show. And Does the only know? reason he gets the numbers is because they pushed it to a 9.30 slot. Really? Yeah. Which I don't know why that happened, but... I don't think that's why he gets the numbers. I think his writers are fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't think there's anything at all wrong with his writers. Don't get me wrong on that. And I think it's the type of show that people want want to watch. It's not like Dollhouse that makes you vaguely uncomfortable. And Dollhouse does more than make you vaguely uncomfortable. Well, it makes I was being you incredibly nice. uncomfortable. Yeah. I was I being it, nice. it was a great show, but it made you incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, look, one of the things I always try to convey uh, when I talked about art is that art is simply is defined as the ability for something to create an emotion within the viewer or within the participant. The better the art, the better that emotion, but it doesn't always have to be positive. That's very true. No, and it yeah, doesn't. And it, but if it's and not it positive, always, ain't no one gonna watch it. That's not true. That That's is so not true. Dollhouse no, is no. Tideland. No, no. <laughs> if you, oh well, we won't discuss Tideland. But, but I mean, look at the the BBC series Blake Seven back in exactly. the 70s. Blake Seven is as down a show as you can get, and. Exactly. Right. When they were going to cancel the show, the government actually stepped in and said, you cannot cancel this show. There are too many unemployed people who are getting by in life watching you. <laughs> and they made them finish the series, and it ended on a down note. Wow, did it end on a down note, by the way. <laughs> yeah. The Prisoner was pretty dark as well. Well, the, uh, the Prisoner, if only they didn't do that last episode. <laughs> It would be the greatest series of all time. No, but no, nobody really believes that that last episode belonged there anyway. Well, there's there's a lot of rationalization for it. It's like a lot of people say that it's all takes place in number two in uh, number six's mind. Right, and that's bullshit. But that's okay. Kind of like the end of Brazil. Ah, oh. yeah. Are we going with the happy cut or the or the director's cut? Good lord. But no, I mean, again, it's it. it a lot of things take time. Again, the original Star Trek only really found its audience in syndication after it had been canceled. You're absolutely right. And, I mean, look, at we just did our Philip K. Dick retrospective. That man was only able to survive because he could put out, what, seven books a year? Correct. You're he was not right. making a lot of money. He only saw a, a significant income at the very end of his life when Blade Runner got optioned. Um, you know, and now everyone recognizes him as a genius. You wouldn't have the Matrix without uh, Philip K. Dick. I think that it's just one of those things that flash forward will find its audience. It just won't necessarily be in this generation. That would be a shame. That would be a shame because I think that there's a great story to tell here. And I really think that over the long run, given, I don't know, given maybe uh, a second season that, uh, they could bring a lot of that out. And it's a damn shame. It really is. Yeah. Well, I mean, has if, it been hey, canceled yet, has it? No, but I mean, the numbers are, are at the point where uh, it's fairly inevitable, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, if you look at some of the best shows, the longest-running shows that have ever been on TV, Seinfeld, for example. Oh, God. 
I, but some, I don't even understand how anyone can find that amusing. All right. Thank you. I never liked it either. And I agree with you. But the point of it is that Seinfeld didn't really reach an audience till its third season. Its numbers were mediocre at best its first and second season. But it was something that the network was willing to hold on to. Nowadays, networks are not willing to do that, which is why cable networks need to jump in. Absolutely. I would love to see USA Network take hold of this show or uh, TBS or, or, God help us, even Sci-Fi Network. But that won't happen uh, because Sci-Fi Network will just turn it into another mosquito, and then we're all dead. Or uh-huh. a cooking show. Or maybe <laughs> USA. Whatever happened to USA? Up all night. I do believe that the woman got goosed one too many times, and that was the end of it. <laughs> Rhonda Shearer. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That's we've, we've, we've passed the halfway point here. We have. Trivia question. We have. Hey, Kriana, have we got Robin yet? Has he uh, shown up? Let me take a look-see. No. Well, but Robin, if what? you're listening, call us, and we'll still ha- be happy to conference you in. But let, uh, me, that... let me uh, let me double check. Okay, darkly. Yeah. Okay, he gave me his Skype name. I tried to add his Skype name. No dice. Well, I, you know I, that I found I found a contact, but he's not signing on, or he rejected my contact request. Ooh. So, Ooh. Ooh. Robin. Hi. Well, Robin, uh, we'll get you on another time. No problem with that. Well, let's still talk about it. But well, first, a trivia. trivia time. Oh, so, right, right. Hey, Tracy, uh, who's dead redhead? Dead redhead has tonight's question. I do. I have. Go for it, babe. <laughs> Our trivia question tonight is. What kind of cars were used in the 1970s Jerry Anderson live-action TV series UFO? Oh, I know. Wait, what it was a... cars? Oh, never mind. Is it was the first time we really heard about those cars. Wait a minute. But before we, we give the answer, what... We're not what giving the answer yet. <laughs> our, our prize is actually very, very exclusive and rare. So Robin put out his book Annabelle's Scheme just over Kickstarter and only for people who supported him by a Kickstarter. However, he had a big package of books available and we bought some up. And so we are giving away one of his ultra-exclusive, no longer available Annabelle Scheme novels signed by Robin Sloan with a cool sticker on the front. And if you look in the back... Here's the good part, kids. Under the acknowledgments, if you look really hard, I bet you can see an entry that says Kriana and the Dome. Woo! (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of cool, actually. Immortality. (laughs) Or or something of its kind, yes. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Azinka. So one more time, that question was, what were the type of cars that were used in the 1970s Jerry Anderson live-action series? This, is, this isn't the puppets, guys. This is where the chicks had the purple and blue hair and the white hair. and the They were of, so hot, too. They, they? they were very cool. you got to remember the chicks with the purple and blue hair. Oh, are you um, kidding? 
Who can forget him? <laughs> In that series, UFO. When I was growing up, it came on right after Zoom. So I watched Zoom on PBS, oh. and then I turned over to some local channel, and they had, they had UFO on. So you can send it to Zoom, P.O. Box. So this is as opposed to, to, I remember growing up and watching Project UFO back That's in the different. 70s. Which is a very different, a very different show. Yes. It's actually uh, sanctioned by the U.S. government. Yep. It was out to show everyone that Project Blue Book was, in fact, God's honest truth. We swear yep. to you. Yep. Man, yeah. I'm telling you. It had a it, great intro, though. I still get, remember getting chills with that Ezekiel saw the wheel. And yeah. this is the wheel he said he saw. And I was like, <laughs> like two going, whoa. Are you <laughs> shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah, and then, then in search of, and Leonard Nimoy was going to come get me. I hid behind the couch all night. <laughs> Actually, there are a lot of children that still have that fear for a whole oh, different yeah. set Speaking of Speaking of Leonard Nimoy, did you guys see Fringe? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he wasn't on this week, but. Fringe was really good this week. Fringe wow. was awesome. Talk- the story we've been waiting to hear. It's so nice. I mean, it's one thing when you've got a mystery in, in a series. It's another thing when they pay off. Yeah. We, yeah, we never yeah. got that from X Files. Let me tell you. <laughs> you. You're absolutely right because every time it looked like they were heading for a payoff, it was just another twist. We never did find out what happened to his damn sister. <laughs> and we never found out what the deal was with the Marlboro guy, and we never yep. found found out what the guy with the oil leaking from his eyes. Yep. Uh, I mean, there were so many little subplots that never got. Or even main plots. And I even paid to see that movie because they promised us we were going to get some answers in the movie. And we didn't. They no, lied. You did, you That's did. why The X-Files was really lame. Yeah, I, for one, never liked The X-Files. I will go on record as saying that. Well, no, clearly, first three seasons were great. After first three seasons. And then there were, what, six that blew? Yeah, but... <laughs> okay, as opposed to small food, where you have ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Careful there, uh, hey, now, Illustrator X. One of our guests, uh, what was it, David Niall Wilson actually emailed me after I had thanked him for being on the show. He's like, hey, I heard you were dissing Smallville. What's wrong with you guys? Didn't you see the JSA episode? <laughs> hey, we gave him actually two episodes that we kind of liked. Yes, yeah. yes, we did. Yep. And that was it. Last night, last After night was one years. of them. <laughs> no, it wasn't uh, as bad as the one when they had Tori Spelling on, but... Oh, know. God, was that a bad one. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, you know, French is, is moving more and more into, into creepy territory. Yeah, it's awesomely creepy. But, I mean, but very cool creepy, no question about it. And, I've uh, always thought Fringe is X-Files done right. It could be. I think you're absolutely got something there because uh, it's it's garnered a tight little audience, and uh, there there are times that it just scares the crap out of me. It's so good. Yeah, you know what? It shows. This is what X Files needed all along. It needed Walter. I love Walter. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I don't know who their makeup person was, but to make he really looked like twenty to thirty years younger last. He really night. did. Yeah, they a, did. That was amazing. <laughs> they really did a good job on him. They did. 
Yeah, but oh, I'm just so happy with this show, and I can't wait to see where it takes us now. So meanwhile, is anybody watching Lost? If they do another flash sideways, I swear to God, somebody's getting a bullet. Right? <laughs> it's as simple as that. Wait, wait, watch the spoilers. Flash sideways. We've only, we've only seen the first three seasons. Yeah, exactly. We're catching up as fast as we can. All right. Uh, it's a, Hey, it's either, well, do I read Robert A. Heinlein or do I watch Lost reruns? Um, be the judge. Stay. Huh? Read a good book. Read a book? This ain't a good show. <laughs> I was going to say, people still watch Lost? Yeah, they do. Are you and kidding? For the people they who the presidential watch- press conference. What? Yeah. yeah, back in February when Lost was premiering, they actually were, it was going to be up against... Um, a, a, State of the a, Union. Not the State of the Union, it was like some Barack Obama thing, and they actually moved Barack's speech so it wouldn't interfere with Lost. Are you joking? I am no, not, joking. not joking. That's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. So if you're watching B, the question is why or is it KY? <laughs> and why? What's up with the counters on all the other shows saying, oh, only 16 hours left till V? I have no idea. But Jesus, God in heaven above, please stop it. Who you know, is that brunette actress that they have in the ads with the short hair? Marina Baccarin? I've seen uh, her in something else. Yeah, it's called Firefly, and maybe you've heard of it. Firefly, <laughs> 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 I know her. Yeah. Say, I know that face. Why do I know that face? She does have a very striking Because face. it's all over Kriana's ceiling. <laughs> Right next to the mirror. I, what? <laughs> Careful. Careful. That's why. That solves that mystery. Okay. Glad uh, I could clear that one up for you. Thank you. Yeah. But, I mean, it's amazing that, you know, the original starring Mark Singer, that's yep. like, all right, this new version is worse than a Mark Singer original. <laughs> it's like if they did a remake of The Beastmaster and made it worse. <laughs> No, it's like if they did a remake oh, of Flash the Titan, of course. <laughs> and did it with oh, I don't know, Richard Simmons. <laughs> Actually I heard it was really interesting. On NPR on Friday, they had their movie person talking about the new Clash of the Titans and they explained how they actually it's gonna look bad because they filmed it in two in two uh, D. And then converted it. And yeah. then they converted it to three D. And they just kind of slapped it from the back forward. And they're like, so the 3D is not going to work that well. Well, not not only that, but I'm sorry. If you've ever seen a Ray Harryhausen film. Really? Yes. And if our dear listeners out there don't know what a Ray Harryhausen film is, stick your face out so I can slap it for you. (laughs) Yeah. If you've ever seen a Ray Harryhausen if you've ever seen a good Ray Harryhausen film, Clash of the Titans was among his best work. Oh, yeah. That was, he went out on a high note. The you only thing I think right that was, did. the only one that could be better than Clash of the Titans would have been Jason and the Argonauts. And that was, that was marginally as good, but I still think Clash of the Titans was his best work ever. Uh, yeah, but, but, uh, yeah, but the seventh voyage of Sinbad had a Doctor Who in it. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, the, gold, the Golden Voyage, the Golden of, Sinbad voyage of Sinbad has Tom Baker before he played Doctor Who. He's the villain. 
And man, is he a good villain. <laughs> but look, we've got to get to a point in Hollywood where we decide some movies we're going to remake, God knows why, but other ones we're going to leave the hell alone. No well, kidding. now, here's the thing, though. I've, I've had this argued to me from the... I mean, I agree with you 100%, but at the same time, I had someone argue with me at a party how wrong I was to hold that opinion because if that was the case, we would never have the Hammer Studios because Hammer started by doing remakes of Dracula and The Mummy and Frankenstein, and they are considered classics in their own right now, but are they necessarily better than the Universal films? Agreed that Hammer did that, but Hammer made no pretension about it. They knew what they were, they knew what they were doing, they knew that they were B-grade movies, and now we look at them with some historical perspective. For you to look at this version of Clash of the Titans and hold it up against the original, if you have any discerning nature whatsoever, you'll save your $12. All right, and let's Don't just, freaking wait. bother. I'm sorry, what was that amount? Yeah, oh, I think you yeah. estimated low there, Dome. Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. I'm sorry, it's it's one of those three D movies, so it's gonna be about sixteen. How, how many you know, how many people are out of work right now and we're gonna spend twelve bucks on a matinee? You know what? Here's if you wanna go see a three D picture. If you wanna go see a three D picture <laughs> I wanna see, see a three D oh, picture. Wow. <laughs> see Piranha 3D. <laughs> yes. Thomas 3D double D boobs. Now wait, does tell me oh Roger my. Corman has something to do with this? Uh, Alejandre Aja, actually. Tom, uh, uh, Mr. Washi here says you obviously haven't been to a movie in a while. He, uh, he saw it Friday. <laughs> it, it was twenty bucks. It's twenty? Oh crap! Mr. Washi. Well, wow, Mr. Washi, I hate to say it, but you help. got screwed, and you need to call the movie studio and get your money back. Twenty bucks for uh, a movie. Mr. Washi is still want, waiting for Paramount to send him his money back from Star Trek Five. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Did he not hear that the even ones were the good ones? Jeez. But okay, so Piranha is going to be... Did you just say... Wait, wait. uh, I think I missed a very important plot point here. Did you say 3D boobs? What? Double D boobs. (laughs) Woohoo! And more blood that has ever been used in a film. You know, I would challenge that against Dead Alive. Dead Alive has more fake blood... They could drown people in the amount of fake blood that was used in Dead Alive. According to an interview, here's the quote. I think we broke all the records in the manner of blood used. I don't remember the exact amount, but we certainly passed Kill Bill. You've never seen anything like this before. Much of the fake blood is spilled during a single scene in particular involving a wet t-shirt contest. Oh, jeez. <laughs> It's a 25 minutes of huge massacre and it's really insane, but it's definitely true to the pulp roots of the original Piranha. And let's not forget Piranha 2, directed by James Cameron. (laughs) Piranha 2, Electric Boogaloo, it was great. (laughs) Oh, God. 
this is this is going to be. I'm sorry. Yeah. If I have my choice of 3D movies right now, it's Piranha 3D for me. Yeah. There's not a chance in hell I am going to see Clash of the Titans. I can just see that you know the, the the people putting on Piranha 3D going. We're going to call Piranha 3D. Bring! Hey, Sci-Fi Network's on the phone. <laughs> but we're just talking about making a movie. They, they'll double their offer. <laughs> what? It'll be up to four digits. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm still waiting for my shark to puss. Yeah, we all are, aren't we? <laughs> I thought I was your shark to puss. Oh, my. Yeah, my. Good Lord, help us now. Gross. Uh, what about, how about Chuck? I'm not caught up to Chuck yet. I'm, I'm like two episodes behind. It gets better and better every week. It really does. Okay, I, I'm up to the one where, where they kick Casey out of the NSA, which was kind of lame. So what if would a um, you know you you're gonna have to just sit down and have yourselves a chuck wagon then? Oh, no. oh, it's a he chuck- was here formulating that one. I know. I could I could hear yeah. the gears turning in his in little clockwork brain. It's uh, funny because I could smell the wires burning from here. My glass is empty. I just don't get it anymore. <laughs> Yeah. So what happened on Smallville? Where am I from? Oh, shut up. <laughs> you know, io9 had an interesting article uh, talking about 3D. Uh, basically, the title of the article is why this whole 3D business is starting to offend. Oh, and this, this was dated 1983 <laughs> uh, with um, Metal Storm, Destruction of Jared Sin, Friday the 13th 3D, Jaws 3D. Oh, Forbidden Zone. In Forbidden the Zone. Forbidden in- Zone, that's right. Not, no, not, I, not, I, the, really not the Richard Elfman Forbidden Zone. Right. No, the other Forbidden Zone <laughs> that I actually paid to go see. You oh, baby. Well, wait a minute. I, I want to I shout out to Mark Bernardin, who uh, writes for uh, io9. And this is actually a terrific little article. Uh, I just want to pull two quotes from it. Uh, the first one is, uh, the new Clash of the Titans hits theaters this week in 3D, not because the filmmakers wanted it that way, but because Warner Brothers could charge more for it, yeah. which is just plain wrong. Yes. Yeah. And the uh, the other quote that I want to pull out of this one is uh, his, his ending sentence. Have a little respect for me, the audience. Earn my cash with glory. If you deliver unto me a true spectacle, I'll gladly deliver unto you my money. But don't reach into my pocket just because you can, or, or I just won't leave the house. So there. <laughs> you know, I, I'm thinking to myself, I may be saying this over Iron Man two coming up because, again, as good as the original Iron Man was, there is no villain this time around. The villain is Whiplash. It's a guy with a whip. Oh, against you know a man in a suit of armor that shoots things. So I don't know what happens after the, the first five minutes, but... Uh, Is it Black Cat in it? Huh? No. Oh, Black Widow. Black That's Widow. true. We are, get to see some, a woman in a skin-tight black outfit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's your 12 bucks in 3D right there. Woo. There's a winner every time. <laughs> Scarlett uh, Johansson anybody, in her cat suit. Anybody said anything about the trivia question, Kriana? Um, yes, we've had one answer. Would you like to hear it? It's from Hood1707. 
said it resembled a 1970s Citroen SM, but was based on the chassis of a Ford Zephyr, the specially built aluminum body shell. Well, so, that's a little too much information, but it's not right. <laughs> sorry, Hood 1707. You did not win. Try Whatever trying. website you looked it up on, you were wrong. It was wrong. <laughs> it's yeah. not what we're looking for. Wikipedia, not always reliable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True that. Ah, oh, my goodness. Although, speaking what? of the, the, the mm. 70s and 80s, that is the right uh, year for what the answer is we're looking for. And you Absolutely. can't get those cars anymore. I'll no, even you can't. say that. No, you can't. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of Iron Man 2. Yes. There is a viral site um, on the internet. Uh, really? Which... There's a site that's on the internet? Shut up. StartExpo2010.com. Oh, yes. Yes, I heard about that. Uh, it's kind of cool. Uh, it <laughs> looks really nice. And it's just kind of got all different uh, things about Stark Expo and uh, downloads for your computer and scenes from Stark Expo 1974 in which Tony Stark's father took care of the uh, took care of it it was it's a really interesting site i'm going to i'm going to post that link as well and uh, you know that kudos to them for that but i i still have my reservations and i say that as a devout marvel comics fan iron man has a terrible rogues gallery I mean, one thing, if you see a Spider-Man film, you know you're going to get a good villain. Two or three, the True. way this film has been going. But True. Iron Man's one, number one enemy is the bottle. I mean... <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know he, he works best as an Avenger, as part of a team. Tony been drinking again? Is that what we're saying No, here? he hasn't. No, they, they've killed that storyline, but I'm sure it'll be coming up in the movies. Um... That's, but you know what? Be, that's one that they're going to have to watch that line with I, Mr. Downey. You know, as we're starting to wind down the episode, I do want to point out next week, again, is the Boston Comic Con, and I am looking forward to meeting all of our friends, uh, guests we've had on the last few months. Yes, um, yes, yes, indeed. Yes, Chris Golden, Tracy Lee Quinn, the Atomic Robo guys, all of you. I mean... Amber Benson? Amber Benson from Buffy. We will looking forward to seeing you all again and making some new friends and visiting all of our fans who've been emailing us all this time. Amber's yeah. also a pretty good writer. She wrote a book with Chris Golden a couple about of them. the fairies and it was awesome. She did indeed. Yeah, but I mean, I'm actually, really looking forward to the show next week. Actually, one of, the, one of the people I'm looking forward to just getting to talk to is a group called Mission Park. Yes! Homemade oh. superhero films. Okay, does, does it look kind of like porn to anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> have, have you seen superhero, you know, homemade superheroine films? It's that's basically what it is. They all kind of. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. hear this. Uh, you know, this is a rumor I've heard uh, from, you know, disreputable third parties. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Speaking of, of superhero movies like that. 
Kick-Ass is going to be starting, right? Yeah. yeah. That I want to see. You know, even though I, I got to admit, I, I am not a fan of Mark Millar's. Um, I, I don't think he's the, the, the super writer everyone says he is, but I am really looking forward to this movie. Hello? Hello. Hello. Hi there. I'm awake. What? Wow, we're I'm sorry. You were just awestruck by my review. No, uh, we're actually just listening to you for a change, which is something we rarely you're, ever you're do. Soothing <laughs> oh! 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 And thanks for playing the game. I'm on that note. <laughs> oh. Is that a note? That's a note. That's a note. Hey, I'm X, what do we got I coming up over the next couple of weeks? Yeah. What? <laughs> okay, very slowly because I know you're getting old. What do we have coming up? This is radio. It's on the computer, but it's radio. <laughs> so you may sit here in the waiting room or wait here in the sitting room. Vestibule. <laughs> You'll excuse me, I have to shave my nose. So, that's the cue for the coming up calendar, because God knows there's not much future left to us here at Sci-Fi Saturday. I say, if we make it through the next month, we'll all be lucky as clams, and you all know how lucky clams could be. We are going to make it through the next month, because we are going to have one hell of a May, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's a good one coming. Get off my... <laughs> All right, well, on the coming up calendar, folks, as we've been saying and babbling and shouting over each other, next weekend is our Boston Comic-Con special, and it has been just, we have just learned, we will be, the the hosts of Sci-Fi Saturday Night will be the judges of the costume contest Sunday for the Boston Comic-Con, so So make sure you come by our booth. Please make sure you come by our booth. Ladies... Less <laughs> is more. <laughs> yes, Gentlemen, <laughs> stay away. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> Ow. Oh. oh, 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 wrong at so many levels. Yes. But somehow I can't help but agree. Yes, but please come down to the Boston Comic Con go to, and uh, meet the members and the cast of Sci Fi Saturday Night and. Uh, after that, on April 17th, because you demanded it, the return of author Jess Hartley. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, indeed. April 24th, we'll be visiting with DJ Sucklord of the sci-fi band Suckadelic. Are you sure that's real? <laughs> yes, that was, Now, that sounds more like porn to me. I have... Okay. <laughs> it's a real band. Go to Suckadelic.com. It's a, and you know what? You can spend a weekend at suckadelic.com because it's not just music, it's toys, it's uh, it, it's a, a detailed analysis of every episode of the Super Friends. <laughs> it's a really great website, I gotta tell you. I'm really looking forward to that that interview. Um, May first will be uh, a free comic book day retrospective. Go get some free comics. Get a ton of them. And uh, May 8th, ladies and gentlemen, our Robert A. Heinlein tribute special featuring our special guest author, Spider Robinson. Woohoo! Exciting. And also kicking off our, our Gene Robinson charity auctions. That is correct. 
Yes. And if you want to make an early donation, please visit us at the Boston Comic Con next weekend. We'd be happy to take your donations at that time. And don't forget that on April 6th, we will be on Mike Hinman's, Hinman's Airlock Alpha. Well, we're, we're, we will be interviewed on April 6th. He won't have that posted until April 8th or 9th. So Thursday or Friday next week, it'll be up. Oh, I thought we were going live. No. I think he's scared. No, he fears a live audience. He's not like us, brave and fearless and, and dedicated to our audience. No, he, he does his, his podcast a little differently. There's the pre-recorded section and then the live section, but somebody else hosts the live section as far as I can tell. Well, Mike, we love you anyways. That's on uh, May this much. Yeah. <laughs> May 15th, we will be speaking to Ed and Adrian Ludwigsen of what happened to sarah.com, which is just taking over the web the internet right now. New viral game. It's viral taken game. the tubes by storm. <laughs> <laughs> That's enthusiasm for you. Uh, May Damn 22nd. <laughs> Damn kids with your virals things. Don't you have the, the influenza shots? Uh, May 22nd will be our Granite State Comic Con special. And uh, we getting the brown coats again for that? Gosh, I would I hope, hope so. so. I would hope one could only guess. One will have to tune in that day to find out. And then May 29th again. Another tribute special this time to author Fritz Leiber featuring special guest... Harlan Ellison. Say what? Not only that, coming soon, we will also be having a special post-Boston Comic Con interview with author Christopher Golden. And uh, we just want to remind you all that Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic Con. Check out the guest list. Check out the guest list at bostoncomiccon.com. And Sci-Fi Saturday Night is also the official podcast of Comic Art House, your one and only source for original comic book artwork. Visit Bob Shaw and Kim Mullen at comicarthouse.com for the best deals on original comic art from Paul Galazzi, Joe Michael Lindsner, and many, many others. Hey, that's a story, and I'm sticking to it. It's a good story, let me tell you. So, uh, the clock on the wall says, thanks for listening to tonight's edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night from the 8-Ball Emporium on the second floor of the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Area 51. From the Four Color Vault Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, thank you so much, Illustrator X and Dead Redhead. Love you both. Good evening. Woo! Praise Bob. Let there be slack. And from the Alston Brighton Hellmouth in Boston, Griana, thanks for all that you do. I'd like to give a quick shout out to Mr. Washi and Zior who have been keeping me completely entertained in the talk show chat room. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Tom saying, Gene, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Good night, everyone. Call recording has been completed. <sighs> uh, okay, we're done.